Welcome to another episode of the Edge of Lounge podcast. We have a special guest today. Um, she's a head principal, uh, been one now for a couple of years, but I'll let her introduce herself and kind of her background and experience in education. Well, I'm thrilled to do this. Great to be here with you, Wes. Um, I'm Carrie Jones, and this is my second year as principal here at West York Area High School. Um, I started in education in 2001. And I taught for 15 years. So I taught biology, all levels of bio, anatomy and physiology. And then I became, um, got my master's degree. I guess I should share that. And then got my administration degree as well and started as dean of students a few years ago. Then I was an assistant principal for a year and then acting principal for a little bit and now principal. So it has been a quick rise, if you will, in administration. Do you want to know what grade I was in 2001? No. <laughs> Eighth grade. So just a little side note. Um, Thanks for rubbing that. I was an awesome eighth grade student. Um, so <laughs> part of the reason I you know, created this podcast was to give different voices opportunities in education. You know, we usually focus on the students and everything yeah. about them, mm -hmm. but nobody ever focuses on the people that are in it. Sometimes the teachers but I feel like administrators don't really get any love in the world of education. So I'm trying to balance it out between all different voices around the world of education. So I think the important part is like, why did you want to become a principal? Because I don't think anybody gets into education going, I'm going to be a principal. I don't think any soul says that. Um, I haven't heard it, but it definitely was not my goal. Um, I mean, I didn't even want to be a teacher. I went to college, actually, I was pre-med, so I was headed down that road. And then I changed my mind. I kind of shied away from education because my mom was a teacher and I didn't want to do the same thing. And then I ended up in education. But after, I don't know, probably around year 10, I just started to get antsy. I, I wanted to do more. Um, and, and, you know, they say every so many years, you should be doing something a little bit different and change it up and just to challenge yourself in different ways. And so I did take on some different responsibilities here. I was in a lot of committees. Um, I took over student council, I think, around that time. Um, and so that kind of just invigorated me, you know, it just yeah. reignited um, just some things that I felt that I needed. And so the principal just kind of, that principalship just kind of found me. I was encouraged by um, some leaders here in this district to pursue that path. I already was in several leadership roles. And my mom, who then became a principal herself, was encouraging me. Um, so she's actually one of the main reasons I pursued administration. Sometimes there are people you know, in your life who realize you have what it takes in ways you don't even believe in yourself, if that makes sense. So it's not like I thought, oh, I definitely want to be a principal, but I thought, well, let's see what, what that would be like. And I always heard when you go into administration, you're able to impact even more students' lives. And it's true. I mean, you get to then be a part of every single decision that ultimately you know, you're trying to make these decisions for what's best for kids. And so to be a part of those decisions is um, just pretty awesome. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Relationships as a teacher, but I, you know, I've noticed you get more kids right. when you're in a leadership role. Mm -hmm. 
Um, maybe you don't get to know them as well, but you get to different. know them and make an impact. Yeah, it's um, different. And that's an, that was a huge adjust, adjustment for me. It still yeah. is because I'm new in this role. Um, and, you know, I loved teaching and I do miss the classroom at times, but it, and it is different. Your interactions with students as an administrator, for sure. Definitely. So what does a typical day look like for a principal, at least for you? Oh, there's no typical day, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. What does a day look like? What is what is your day look like from oh, yeah. um, the time you, you know, well, every day put on the principal role? Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I really do enjoy this job. I never really know what my day is going to entail. I can have my to-do list ready to go. And that can be shot by 8 a.m., you know, and so that has to wait until the evening. So um, it's a variety of things. Usually I, I do meet, meet with students um, for a variety of reasons. Sometimes I don't know I'll be meeting with students. They might want to speak to me. And I do try to drop everything if a student wants to see me for any reason. Um, also, I meet with teachers. I mean, building relationships with teachers is extremely important as a principal. We have to take care of our principals because they, I mean, our teachers because they're taking care of our kids. Right. So, uh, and getting into classrooms and you know doing walkthroughs with teachers and really having those meaningful conversations so that I can do what I can to support them in the classroom. Um, a lot of meetings. I'll be honest, there are a lot of meetings as an administrator, um, but that's the work behind the scenes that you don't realize as a teacher that's really going on. That right. you know, it's just that continual work um, with different committees um, that keeps the building going, and again, that decision making process for for students. So. It, it's a variety of things. Um, I try to get around as much as I can. I, I hate when I feel I'm stuck in my office. So that's something I'm still working on as a new principal is getting out of my office because uh, it's easy to get well, stuck sure in. Emails, yes. phone calls. I mean, yes, it's, I'll be honest, it's hard to keep up with all the emails. Right. right. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, in this day and age, that is, I'd say that's probably the number one, even as a teacher standpoint, negative thing is there was a time when people walked away from their, you know, the building for the day, it right. was over right. unless something serious happened and they needed a phone call. Right. Unfortunately, we're, but at the same time, it's also a blessing um, because you can handle things right. not face to face, which sometimes means quicker. Um, you kind of answered like, how would you describe the impact you have on learners in your school? You kind of yeah. touched on the committees and so forth mm -hmm. and the walkthroughs. Um, so who influences school culture? I think that's a huge mm -hmm. piece yeah, for sure. Uh, well, really in the building, the principal truly does um, have a direct impact on school culture. Um, and so I try to keep that in mind every single day. And I think it's the little things that go a long way. Um, you know, it's just greeting the students every morning with a smile. How are you? you know, have a good day today. Um, and being visible in the hallways and having those one-on-one -on -one conversations and just you know, creating that supportive atmosphere here um, and giving teachers and students a voice. Um, I'm really passionate about that. And, you know, we have to be able to um, accept the fact, you know, we have different opinions and work together because ultimately we all want the same thing. We're all here for the kids. Um, but I think giving students that voice is something that I know I want to do a better job of is giving them that platform that they can advocate for themselves. And what do you do? So like the whole student voice thing, yeah. there's people that push back against that, um, that they feel like kids, they're only mm -hmm. kids, they can't make choices. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that? I think 
say that, I haven't talked to kids enough. Right. I am always blown away every time I have conversations with our students. It's They are so insightful and perceptive and they have so many ideas because they think differently too. They're coming from, yeah. like I said, different perspectives yeah. and we have just as much to learn from them as they do from us. And I, I think we need to tap into that more. And I would agree with that because I think back to like when I was in school, these kids, some of them have better like ideas I've never thought of. Right. And we're just kind of blocking them out because they're a kid, because they're 16. Um, and I think that's important. And that's where I kind of get into, like, where do you see the future of education? Um, that's a, that's, I mean, that's a pretty open-ended question. And well, and it's, it's changing so, I think, so quickly. But yet, at the same time, I think we're resistant to change. Yeah. I know I'm contradicting myself, but... I think even just in my role here and in our little school, we're trying to change quite a bit because we really didn't change for a long time. And now um, there are many um, people trying to affect change in positive ways. And it's an exciting time, I think, to be here. And even in education, um, I think it's becoming more the norm to speak to kids more. Like I think back when I was in high school, I don't remember anyone asking. No, I don't me think I ever had my opinion or about culture or, even or how to sit on a committee, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just you were an expectation. Yeah. You come in, sit down. Right. You're like a factory. Right. A piece of machinery. And yeah. They push you through. Technology has obviously yeah. changed things. And that's where I, you know, when I said things have changed so quickly, that's been hard to keep up with. I, I do notice too being out of the classroom. I'm not using technology as much in innovative ways as I once was. And so I'm trying to challenge myself to keep up with that mm -hmm. because our students, we have to keep up with them and they, we have to communicate with them using those channels as well, because that's their world. Absolutely. You know? So, um, and again, that's talking with them and them teaching us. And so I, I think it's an exciting time to be in education and um, I just hope yeah, we can continue to move forward. I, I don't think we really know what the future holds, but um, I think it's it's an exciting. Yeah, and technology's not going to go away. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we push back right. against it, like it's going to go away. Right. It's not going anywhere. Right. Um, so that leads up to a pretty good one. A uh, pretty good question I had was, uh, tell us about the changes happening in your building. We're speaking of change. Sure. What changes are happening in West Georgia? Yeah, there's a lot of exciting changes. So... Um, when I, so last year, we worked on um, planning our new lunch and learn program that we started this year. And, and you were obviously here, so you know a lot about that as well, but I know a lot of people may not know. But we got the idea from some other schools who have implemented a unit lunch or a community lunch, lunch and learn idea. And so it's where all the students eat lunch at the same time. Um, but we also have a schedule of clubs and activities and academic supports during that time that they can seek out help or get involved. So it's really just, um, it's really been cool to see our students rise to that, the occasion. Um, you know, trusting our students, I think it's amazing to see um, just how what an awesome job they're doing with that responsibility. And so we're also looking at implementing a new schedule next year. And all of this was a you know result of committee work. A lot of hard work was put into this. And so that goes back to getting the teachers involved in their voice and how important that is because they really own this change as well. Yeah. They've been instrumental in these changes. And so moving to a new schedule next year, that was a huge 
undertaking and involves you know, offering many new opportunities and courses for our students, which is um, just so important. Again, trying to offer competing school districts, not competing, but we have to keep up with what other schools are offering as well. And so it was time to really look at what we've done in the past and upgrade, if you will, and, and offer more for our students. So those are really the two big things, the lunch and learn piece and the new schedule. Um, with that, also, we're looking at a new learning management system with Canvas. Right. So looking at possibly going one to one. Next year, I know the district's been looking at that, but making sure that we offer good PD for our teachers so that we're ready to take on uh, that next step. So those are just a few of the changes. I know there's a lot happening, but it's been, like I said, it's an exciting time. And it has to happen. And I think at some point, um, if we would keep waiting and only do a little here and there, something new is going to come up and we're going to have to change anyway. So I think it's important that, you know, schools aren't, a lot of schools have made tons of major changes like right. 10 years ago. Right. I mean, one-to-one right. um, -one isn't even really a thing anymore, like, because everybody is one-to-one. -one. So I think it's important to note that the change has to happen at some point if you want to prepare your kids for life outside of these walls. Yeah, and I think there's been a shift here too, and we're really doing more about build, it's about building those relationships with our students. That has to be, we're not just here to make sure our students learn math and science. Of course, we want them to learn the information and prepare them for um, college or whatever wherever they're going after our, you know, after they leave the high school. But we also want them to be the best they can be people. Like we're, we're in the business of improving lives. That's really what it comes down to. And that's a, you know, that's a huge responsibility. When I think people forget that some of these kids they come into school, they sleep somewhere different every single night. And I think we, I mean, I think a lot of us forget that sometimes that, and then they come and sit in your social studies, math, science, and we expect them right. to want to know it and want to enjoy it when they're just trying to figure out if mom or dad or whoever is going to come home tonight. Sure. And I think that's like the big picture we sometimes forget, yeah. but I think there's a lot of compassionate people that you know, going back to school culture that they push that message more, yeah. you know. Yeah, our student population is not the same as it was. Right. Like, even 10 years and ago. And I don't think it is anywhere. It's not. It's, but you have to, you have to adapt to that. You yeah. Know, and you have to meet your students' needs. Absolutely. So. And I think we also forget that when people talk about schools 30 years ago, mm -hmm. there were a lot of kids struggling at home, but nobody, I don't want to say nobody cared, yeah. but back to that, like, no, and they were expected. We just kicked them out of school if they were a problem or they didn't show up and nobody followed up. So I don't think it, it's not a new phenomenon. We're just finally addressing, you know, the elephant in the room. Sure. And I know the message here, especially with the administrators in this building at the high school, it's, you know, we say to students, we care about you too much to let you right. do this. And, and so, you know, when you're continually saying that, it's not just, yeah leave we want you gone it's not that at all right. we want to work with you to make sure you're successful yeah that absolutely yeah. um and with that i'm gonna you know do a shout out to you know hamish brewer i think one of the biggest things is mm -hmm. you know every day telling a kid that you love them it sounds weird mm -hmm. i don't know if i'll ever be comfortable enough to do it you can do it but yes, can. some kids never hear those yeah. words from an adult that cares right and truly does, you know, have their best interests. And I think it's awesome that he does that every single day 
over the announcements. And I think that goes a long way for any kid, even if they do have support at home. Sometimes as a teenager, your parent's still your parent and you don't really care at that point as a teenager. But when another adult steps in, I think that that makes a huge impact on a kid's life. Agree more. And if you haven't read the book, read the book, read the book. Um, So on that note, in your role, because you're considered the top dog in a high school building um, at that moment. Obviously, you have people above you, Mm -hmm. but people lean on you all day long. Mm -hmm. Um, Teachers, positive, negative ways, they lean on you. Students do it. Parents do it. The community does it. Who do you lean on? for support and advice throughout your year or day? That's a good question. Because you have to have your people, I call them my tribe. You, know, you have to have people to lean on, a support group, if you will. Um, I am extremely lucky in this position to have other administrators in not just this building, but the entire district. I mean, we support one another. We talk to one another constantly, run things by each other. Um, and we share that common vision Uh, which is so important, but we truly do even admire one another and respect the work that we do. Um, You know, I can call an elementary principal and we can definitely, you know, share information. It's it's not that the difference in in the level doesn't matter. Um, There are definitely teachers in this building as well that I feel have been extremely supportive. And I know I can go to, um, especially if I just want to run an idea, you know, by that person, um, but ultimately, too, it's my family. I have a really strong support yeah. system at home, and, and that's important. And I can speak to that a little because I think it's something a lot of women administrators don't talk about. But there's a lot of pressure there that um, family and work balance. And yeah. I'm a mom. I'm a mom of two Absolutely. boys. Um, I feel guilty a lot of times that I'm I'm not home enough or, or at enough yeah. activities and things like that. So that's something, too, that as I as I learn and grow in this role, I'm learning how to better balance, you know, and, and give myself grace and understand that, you know, there, I have to, to understand, you know, it's, you can't do it all. And, you know, with experience, it, it gets better, but you know, the support systems, you, I think you have to have, you have to have supports in the building around you, above you, right. <laughs> you know, and at home and your friends, and you have to take the time to take care of yourself. And I've learned that the hard way too. And we say that to our teachers, we say it to our students, you know, we have to practice what we preach because we can't do our job the best we can if we're not taking care of ourselves. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, and to add in like, you know, the whole parenting aspect on your own home life, right. um, being a dad with two daughters, yeah. seeing women in leadership, I think is awesome because it's, you know, in education, it's been a thing for a while, but it's still awesome, but it's still, you know, this is a topic for a whole nother conversation. You know, a lot of times I've noticed women in leadership, mm-hmm. if they take off work for their kids, sure. they get scrutinized. If a male does it, and I don't know if this is going to be too political or not, <laughs> but I'm just being real with it, yeah. that we get told you are the best dad in the world, like go. And I think that's important to note for females in leadership roles that it doesn't get, I don't think it gets addressed enough Mm -hmm. in those situations. It's something I noticed Mm -hmm. in, you know, just growing up in the work world and everything and coming up through the system. um, It definitely Mm -hmm. is cool. Right. Administrator friends. um, 
ensure that we are seeing more females in yeah. in these leadership roles as well. So. Well, it used to be women were the teachers, yes. the men were the principals. And I think well, that was society in general. It's just the way the world worked. Yeah. And that's changed. And I think, you know, always going back as a dad with two daughters, that is awesome to see. Um, well, even being a mom, I think it, I use that a lot. That transcends into my professional role. Because yeah. I know even as a teacher, I was a different teacher once I was a mom. Right. And like even as a principal, I always think, is this good enough for my Carter and Calvin? Would I make this decision for yeah, them? That's... And it really does help drive the decisions. So Yeah, I think that's important note for teachers, yeah. too, like teaching. Is your child, you know, pretend your kids in the front of that room? Are you teaching how you want their teachers to teach? And that's a tough conversation, I think, sometimes for some people, because we've all reflected on days as a teacher. You're like, wow, that was. I took a day off. Let's be honest, like, you know, um, and I think you know that whole challenge of doing what's best for kids at the end of the day is it is a challenge. It's a challenge every day, and so. With that said, somebody wanting to become a principal or as- aspiring to get into educational leadership, mm-hmm. what advice would you have for them? Um, I, well, first I would say, I think one thing that was really important for me in my role, I don't know if I would be as successful as I am without taking the time um, to really um, have that tenure as a teacher. I think that gave me a strong foundation. Um, I, you know, instructional strategies, practices, and all of that. Yeah. So I just think that's really important to take your time and live that teacher role for several years, and then you know that movement. And that doesn't have to be for everyone. I know that. I'm just saying for me that really was important. Um, I also think it's it's surround again with knowing. Um, who is around you and being able to work collaboratively, collaboratively with them because you can't do this job alone. So it's really using those around you and the mentors and learning as much as you can. And I think taking time to think before you act. I think so many times we're, as teachers, you're making decisions so quickly. And that was a shift for me as an administrator. It's really important sometimes it's okay to say, I need to think about that for a little bit. And then let's, again, talk to some other people, get some different perspectives, and then come back, you know, to the table and have a discussion and and make a decision. So it's just different approaches, thinking systemically, thinking strategically, that's all, it's just all different than it was as a teacher. So just learning all that and using those around you is is huge. Going back to, you know, you spent 15 years in the classroom before, that's huge. What about for those of us, let's say that less than 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting into a classroom with teachers that have been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Is that even difficult to navigate even though you did put in 15 years? um, I feel like that gets thrown out the window with some people, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's tough and it just depends on the personalities. And important the approach and just even being a good listener i know listening has been that's such an important skill as a principal and um just their teachers know it's not a a gotcha it's just i'm here to support and let's let's talk through the lesson and a lot of times um, you could have a veteran teacher who's been you know doing this for a long long time but 
everyone can improve in some way and learn something new every single day. So it's how do right. we embrace that, you know, and just keep it fresh. And, you know, even I, every single year I taught, I've less than exactly the same way, you know, like twice. So yeah, exactly. Just, That's you can always learn and, and, and get better. And so it's, that's, I guess, how I would answer that, because I know it can be tough. No, I think that you you hit the nail on the head. That's a pretty yeah. awesome answer. And I think it's, you know, important, like, somebody has to do it. Right. You know, people always ask, why does somebody get into administration or any leadership? And I'm like, well, somebody has to. That's right. Whether they've a 30-year veteran or a 10-year veteran, right. you know, good leadership is good leadership, mm -hmm. um, I think, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Just as good teaching is good teaching. That's right. And it won't go unnoticed. Um, so and I think our kids deserve it. You know, I think about, you have to always think about why you're doing it, even on those hard days where you think, oh, geez, this job is so difficult or, you know, we all have our hard days, but if you keep in mind why we're here, it makes it all worth it. Definitely. We all, I think we always need to remember the why and, right. you know, going back to that why as a team mm -hmm. at the end of the day will make us more successful. That's right. So on that note, do you have anything else to add? Think so. Any final words? All right, I won't do that. Um, but you know, I think moving forward, I'd like to have you on again, and maybe we could focus in on some different aspects of of the world of education from an administrator standpoint. So, you know, that is all we have for today. Thank you for joining us on the Edge of It is for real. Oh, well, we got to get it out there on Twitter this and so forth. So it's my big debut. we'll look forward to it getting released here soon. <laughs> Thanks All for right. joining us. Thank you.